Let's go. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go getter. Put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street. What's going on, everybody? This is the Tribe 44 Podcast presented to you by United Citizens Bank of Southern Kentucky. It's a bank to come home to because it's locally owned and operated. UCB provides the best in customer-first care in Adair County. United Citizens Bank, we do it all right here. Tonight's show is going to be a little bit different to begin with, so I'm just going to go ahead and dive into our first segment. first segment is brought to you by Downey Eye Clinic. Downey has been the leader of optometry services in Adair County since 1981, and they're committed to providing the best personalized eye care possible for the people of Columbia. Normally, to begin this show, Clay and I like to spend some time talking about nonsense like Harry Potter or mullet men getting married at the jail. However, in light of recent events on behalf of Clay, Seth, and myself, we wanted to extend our deepest condolences to those affected by the tornado that devastated so many people across our great commonwealth. Whether it be Mayfield, Dawson Springs, Bowling Green, or Taylor County, our thoughts and prayers go out to you especially our neighbors up Highway 55. Although this week was supposed to highlight the rivalry that bonds us together, and due to the fact that this interview was pre-recorded, we will continue to do that this week, the events that have taken place over this weekend are so much more than basketball, football, or any sport that we compete in. Therefore, in the spirit of Taylor County Week, I ask that if you are listening to Tribe 44 Podcast the week of December 13th, through December 17th, that you make a conscious effort to support the people of Taylor County who lost their homes. There are numerous ways to do this. Adair County Schools will be accepting donations Monday the 13th and Tuesday the 14th. Rhonda Loy has a truck set up to go out Tuesday afternoon, and there are a plethora of organizations set up to assist the people of Taylor County, I'm sure. If you wish to give financially, I'm sure that local organizations can get the money where it needs to be, including the Taylor County Caring for Kids Foundation. Or if you want to give on a broader scale, there's also the state donation website, which goes to all of Western Kentucky. And we'll post the links to both donation pages uh, in the description of the podcast. Again, we cannot begin to fathom the wreckage that many people across the state have experienced, and our prayers are with all of them. Please find a way to help out if you feel led to do so. For the time being, though, We are still going to look forward to our upcoming rivalry game with the Taylor County Cardinals, and we've got an exciting guest this week that's going to get us pumped up for that. So, Clay, why don't you go ahead and welcome our guest for the evening. Tonight, we're lucky to have a former player with Dare County, Mr. Darren Blue. Darren is the all-time blocks leader for the career and season 2007, he was the most pl- valuable player of the regional tournament and also won fifth regional player of the year. Darren, how are you tonight, man? I'm doing good. How are you all? Doing good, doing good. Doing good. Darren, we'll start off when you're a little bit younger. Me and we were talking. Did you play one season at Shepherd Middle School or no? No, I don't recall. My brother might have played at Shepherd. I don't think I, I think I played only at the city school. John Adair, I think it was at that time. So, did you start when you were in sixth grade? Yeah, I think I played seventh grade ball when I was in sixth grade, and I played eighth grade ball when I was in seventh grade. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I started when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. Of course, people know about y'all's success when you get in high school, but what a lot of people don't realize is your group in 
middle school, like, y'all right. ne- never lost, right? Right, yeah. We were like 50, 51 and 0 or 52 and 0, 53 and 0, something like that. And, uh, yeah, we never lost a game while I was in middle school. We were, you know, we won some tournaments that we've never won in Adair County before. And, uh, Knights of Columbus was the biggest tournament we, that we went to and won. And, uh, that was always a, a fun tournament to go to. And we, we, uh, knocked that one out. It was, it was a good time. But yeah, a lot of people don't realize we were, we were that good in middle school as far as success goes. If I remember correctly, too. Y'all didn't even really have a close game. I think y'all Russell may have been lost by like ten or eleven, but y'all really won most of these games pretty easily, right? Yeah. Um, the only time I remember us having a close game was in my eighth grade season in the conference tournament finals. That I can't remember which team it was, but some team played fairly close to us, and I'm pretty sure we still won by ten to fifteen points. But it felt uncomfortable because they were they were within twenty points of us. And uh, I remember, I think it was one of the players that didn't really score a lot, had a breakout game. I, I want to say it was maybe Derek Morath hit a bunch of threes that game that kept us 10 to 15 points ahead the whole game. Uh, it might have been LaRue County. if I'm, I can't really remember. But that was eighth, my eighth grade conference tournament finals, I believe it was. Probably slept a few times since then. Slept a couple times since <laughs> that eighth grade yeah. conference tournament. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember much about middle school, but – uh, I know we were pretty good in this in this area for sure. So, Derek, one one thing I always think about you when you're playing days, your shot was so high. When did you develop that shot? Uh, I don't know. I just uh, I just always nobody really taught me how to shoot that way. I just kind of developed it on my, on my own, and I felt like the higher my shot was, the less likely I would get blocked. So I just I practiced on keeping it high, and it probably went back a little bit too far, but. I never got blocked on my three-point shots, that's for sure. So so I guess I kind of taught myself that. You know, Darren, you were really – I hate to say it because you're not old, but you were kind of before your time as far as a big guy in, you know, at least local Kentucky high school sports, a, a bigger guy that would was not afraid to step out to the wing or to the corner and shoot that three ball. Were you ever kind of persuaded to not do that? And and if you were, how was that met? Because th- that was one of the things that I remember the most watching you play was that shot in the corner was going to go in just about every time. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of my coaches would have preferred me to be on the block the whole time. But, I mean, I worked so hard on my on my three-point shot that I felt comfortable doing it. You know, I shot a probably shot about forty percent from the three, so I felt like I was worthy of shooting the three. So that's the, that's the reason why I stepped out and did that. And, and plus, they ran a few some of the plays we did. We kind of spread the floor out a little bit, and, and it allowed me to to get out there and shoot the three some. And then, obviously, if uh, if somebody missed a shot or something, I kind of floated out and would would catch a long rebound or something and shoot a three. So, so I, I really worked hard on that shot, and I think that's really the, I think the coaches were fine with me shooting threes because um, I, I did shoot a, a decent percentage in, in high school at the, the three-point line. So, Yeah, if you shoot 40%, there's not much anybody can say to you, is there? Yeah. I wish it could have been 50, but 40 is not too bad for the three-point <laughs> line. So. Darren, growing up, of course, you know, y'all, your group was great. But one thing you had as a big that all bigs like is the point guard who passes well. What age do you remember you and Nick first starting to play? Because, you know, in high school, y'all's chemistry playing together was just amazing. Yeah, so a lot of people probably don't know this, but Nick and Corey, I think Cameron, Scotty Neat, we all played on, a, on an AAU team back in our early, I don't know, probably 
fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, around that time frame there, uh, probably four or five years consecutively, we played on an AAU team together. And I think that's really uh, where we built our chemistry at as far as knowing, you know, what Nick was going to do, what Corey was going to do. Like we all kind of understood each other from that. And then it, that, that just kind of transpired into middle school, then to high school. I'm pretty sure – I can't remember our last year playing AAU ball all together. It might have been sixth or seventh grade, I think. Then we stopped doing that because we had four or five kids from Adair County. We had a couple, maybe three kids from Russell County, one or two kids from Cumberland County, Greene County. So we had kind of a a tri-county AAU team that we traveled around. We did really well. We we actually got to nationals on that team. And But ultimately, though, I think that's where the Adair County players found their chemistry and brought that in into the middle school and high school eras. So, Darren, who coached that team? Was it Mark? It was Mark, yeah. Okay. Coach Fudge. I was, I was thinking it was Mark, but I wasn't positive. Starting off your high school career, you started playing varsity some or eighth grade year, right? Because I remember you playing. You started to get some minutes your eighth grade year. Yeah. Um, the best I recall, I don't think I got many minutes until after my middle school season had ended. That's the best I recall on that in eighth grade. It's towards the end of the season when I started getting some varsity minutes on that. Darren, do you remember your first in-game dunk? What? How old were you? Uh, I'm pretty sure my first dunk was in eighth grade, and in, in, in a game was in eighth grade. Started off the night to Columbus tournament with a dunk, didn't you? Yeah, I started off. Yeah, I had two or three dunks in that tournament, I believe, as an eighth grader, and then. I didn't dunk a lot as a as in high school. I mean, I could easily dunk it, but I just never did dunk a lot. I just was just kind of nervous to miss it, or it was just easier to just to put it off the backboard and you know put it in. But but yeah, that's that was my first uh, first dunk was in eighth grade. I probably dunked more my eighth grade season than I did my freshman season. So, of course, you had a great high school career, won two region championships, won a region player of the year. What was your favorite win of your high school career? It's kind of tough to decide between my sophomore year and my senior year because both of those years, we, the two years we won the regional tournament were the two years we probably shouldn't have won the regional tournament. My junior year was by far our best best year uh, in my high school career. Uh, we had the best record. I feel like we had our player, you know, the my teammates had developed. I feel like that was our best team by far. But the two years we went to state were, you know, my sophomore and, and senior year. But I'd say my favorite win, honestly, my favorite win is probably my senior year in the regional tournament when we went in double overtime, or maybe it was just overtime with North Harden to win the regional tournament. Because we went into three overtimes during that regional tournament. We went into overtime with Bardstown and overtime with North Harden. I can't remember which one was double overtime, but one of the two was double overtime. You may, you may know. I think I it was North remember. Harden. I think. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure the regional finals of my senior year was probably my favorite win ever just because it was uh, – I've never been so exhausted. Even at, even after a college basketball game, I've never been so exhausted as I was after that game. Uh, it was just uh, – we were not supposed to be there. I mean, we were runner-up in the district. We played the number one seed in the tournament, the first-round game. You know, so it was just uh, – we were not supposed to be in that finals game, and we, and we made it. So that was probably my favorite win. But also my my sophomore year, you know, we were not supposed to be that good either, but the right things happened. You know, E-Town lost, Central Harden lost in the first round of district, so they were not in the original tournament. I'm not saying we couldn't have beat them 
if the time came, but you know, they were not there to, we didn't have to play against those, those better teams in my sophomore year. So, but ultimately my senior year, I feel like, you know, that was our, that, that's probably my favorite, my favorite game was winning that regional title against the North Harden. By the time this airs, it'll be the week we play Taylor County. So before Clay gets into his, I'd say a little bit more in-depth question, your group is really the reason that Taylor County is such a rivalry as is the rivalry that it is today. So kind of take us into how that started and, and playing in that rivalry at such a high level. You know, I don't know what I have to this day. I don't know. I have a clue because it used to be Russell County was our rivalry. And, and then of, all of a sudden when I got to high switched, school, didn't it? it just switched to Taylor County. I have no clue why it switched to Taylor County. I mean, we're, we were both good teams, obviously, but it just, uh, I don't, I can't remember what happened in our freshman year, but it just, from my sophomore year to my senior year, it didn't matter if we were 20 points better or if they were 20 points better. It was going to be a fight within a five-point game every time we played. And I never did I never did figure out why it was like that. It was just uh, the, the gym would be, you know, crammed full of people. And I, I don't know what it, what it was. I, I, I really don't. I'm trying to think. We had some, you know, some some district finals battles. I think my sophomore and junior year we beat them in the finals of district, and then my senior year they beat us in the finals of district at home. But I don't know if that I don't know if if, if that caused the the rivalry to be that way. But because I remember when my brother played, uh, it was always Russell County. It never was Taylor County, really. It was always Russell County. Uh, it never was them. It was always Taylor County. So I never did figure out why it just, it just happened. It's kind of weird how that happened. So. Yeah, of course. So when it did happen, were those games a lot more fun? Uh, yeah, they they were a lot of fun, nerve wracking. Uh, but they were, they, and that, those were some of my worst games too. I, I'm not sure if they just had my number and knew how to guard me or what. But I never had a great game against, against Taylor County, whether it was home or away. I never did play well against them. But it was it was a fun game. And then and then me and Chase Cox, you know, joke about it some, you know, I hit that last second shot my junior year to win the region or not the region, but the district finals um, that we always kind of joke about that a little bit. I'm not sure if it's a joke or not, but but we do, we do kind of laugh about it a little bit. So. Darren, I was going to ask you, who do you think is the best player you played against in high school? While I was playing for Adair County, it was probably. um, Pedigree. No, not even, not even Pettigrew. I mean, he was good. He was a great player. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I'd say the best, the the raw talent that I've ever played against in high school was Scotty Hobson at University oh. Heights. Oh yeah, I, I totally forgot y'all played them because that yeah, that, um, that was a really good game too, wasn't it? Yeah, they. I want to say that they knocked us out of the first round of the tournament, but then we came out of the consolation bracket or something and won the. They're the, they were the only team that beat us in that tournament. I know the King of Bluegrass was was uh, University Heights, and I think we won every game after that. We, we didn't, you know, because we lost that first game, we couldn't win the tournament. But, yeah, he was the best player I played against while wearing a Derrick County uniform. But I, I'd say the best player I've ever the best player I've ever played against was DeMarcus Cousins when I was playing on the AAU circuit in high school. I didn't have a clue who he was. I just knew he was a seven-foot big guy that, that I couldn't stop. And the only reason why I had to guard him was because our seven footer had filed out of the game. And, you know, so me being six six guarding DeMarcus Cousins, that was not that that was by far the best player I ever played against was DeMarcus Cousins. And I played a little bit against Darius Miller, but I wouldn't say I played against him while I was at O'Dare County. Funny, I I had no clue you actually played. I didn't know you did DeMarcus that. Cousins, no, that's so that's actually cool. a, yeah, that's actually a pretty cool story. 
DeMarcus Cousins, it was kind of funny. I was telling my wife earlier about it. Our seven-footer fouled out of the game in the AU tournament, and the only way I could stop DeMarcus was I was pinching him. Uh, every time he backed me down low, I'd pinch him real hard in his lower back, and he got mad. Obviously, DeMarcus Cousins has a temper from watching him play at UK and the NBA, and I was pinching him, and uh, and he actually threw an elbow at me and got kicked out of the game. The only time oh, I ever wow. guarded him. Man. Yeah. So, so when, he threw it, that, when he threw that elbow against Louisville, you were thinking, man, I that could have been yeah. me. That was almost yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, it, it was me. I, I somehow dodged it, but uh, it was a pretty. Uh, uh, later on, I found out that like he, you know, he was one of the top ten players in the nation, and and along with him, and uh, it was another guy that played. Uh, can't remember his name, but he was another seven foot guy. The two seven footers on the same team. That's how good they were. But that was a that was a pretty fun, pretty fun tournament down in Atlanta, Georgia. I remember remember that so. And the time period you were at Moorhead was kind of three there at that time? Yes. So, and I, I'm sitting here talking about DeMarcus Cousins being really good, but he was maybe one of the better. He might have been just as good as DeMarcus Cousins, honestly. He was uh, – um, he could take one step and touch the top, almost the top of the backboard, and, and he's by far the best rebounder I ever played against. Then I think he played, you know, five or six years for the Denver Nuggets, I think. But, yeah, he was uh, – yeah, we kind of shared the same the same uh, dorm room there at Moorhead State for a little bit. So I wasn't there very long, but but you know he's probably the most respectable guy on that team uh, that year. There was some local guys on the team that that uh, you know, but I thought I thought probably I thought I probably thought more of Kenneth Fareed than I did those local guys that that were from Kentucky on that team. He's a really really nice guy. Darren, talk about some of your teammates in Adair County. Uh, who's the one teammate that you enjoyed playing with the most out of anybody? Uh, I mean, obviously, I enjoyed playing with you know the guys I played AU ball with. You know, Nick, Corey, Cameron, Scotty, Neat, you know, Kyle Sandusky, all, all those guys. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but I enjoyed playing with those guys so much because I played with them for so long. But honestly, the guy that I probably enjoyed playing with most that pushed me the hardest and probably you know made me the best player at that time it was Chris Lewis me and him just battled every day together at my soft well my freshman and sophomore year we just battled every day and honestly I think you know we we pushed each other and he made me as good as I could be that year those couple years I played against him because I didn't really play against him in middle school um, because he's a couple years ahead of me but uh but in high school though we really pushed each other and I, I think I think us pushing each other you know was part of the reason why we won the regional tournament that year uh it's because we both got better along with everybody else on the team. I think Joseph pushed Nick. I'm trying to think of who else was on the team there. Brady Bryant was a good defensive player. He pushed other players on the team as well. So so I think we all made each other better that year and that's that's probably the probably my favorite year, honestly. I mean, even though we we won't one range my senior year, I didn't feel as I was a you know, I was one of the better players on the team, so I wasn't pushed as hard as I was my sophomore year when I wasn't the best player on the team. So I think I enjoyed my sophomore year better that, that year, that run. Uh, playing with Chris, I think that may be better than anything that year for sure. So, is there anything really that prepares you for being the guy that the other team like they've got your number? They're the one. You're the guy that they've got circled when they look at Adair County. They said, "Okay, we're going to have to do something with this Darren Ballou." Is is there anything that prepares you for that, or do you just embrace that? Or um, did you even think I, about it? Honestly, I I didn't think about it too much. I, all I knew was. Not my sophomore year, not my junior year, but my senior year. Every game I went out there, and I got you know I got hammered. I mean, I 
that when they went to foul me, they didn't just foul me. They, they knocked me to the floor, you know. So it was a, that was something that I was not used to. And my, my shooting percentage went down a little bit because of that, because sometimes the referees wouldn't call the foul, uh, whatever, you know. So it was, I was not really prepared for that my senior year because I didn't have that problem my sophomore and junior year. And, you know, I didn't practice any less, didn't practice any more. Like, so I don't really know what the difference was my senior year versus my sophomore and junior year. But, but really, I don't think I was expecting to, to, to experience that my senior year uh, as far as the fact. Because I feel like sometimes the game plan was to foul me, make me mad. You know, that, that was the game plan. And luckily, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, I got, you know, I, I had to get several stitches in my head. And, but by the end of the season, though, I got used to it. And, and then I started, you know, breaking out and having some better, some, you know, 30, 35 point games, uh, just better games in general. I learned how to deal with it a little bit more. So, but the beginning of my senior year was difficult, I think. And then towards the end of it, I, I got used to it. And uh, I think it made me a better, a better player in college because that's uh, that was game in game out in college. Uh, you got there was no soft fouls in college. You got hammered every time you took the ball to the the hoop. So talk about college, there. How cool was it? Of course, you played with Kalen Kimberlin for that came, but also you know rivaled Chase Cox, but now he's your teammate. So how cool was that? Uh, that was uh, it was fun. Uh, I remember when I when I first signed with Moorhead. At that time, I think we still had MySpace, and Chase Cox and I would chat on MySpace. That's how we communicated back then. And I told him I'd sign with Moorhead. Then he said he had signed with Lindsey Wilson, and he was kind of saying, you know, you, hey, you should have considered coming to Lindsey and stuff. And, and I was like, yeah, I probably should have, you know, and, and I wish I would have given it more consideration out of the gate. But anyways, it was, you know, even in high school, Chase and I were pretty good friends, even though we were rivalries. Anytime I was in Tether County, I would text him. We'd come, you know, we'd ride around, you know, Main Street or wherever it was. We'd hang out, you know, like friends in high school. Then in college, we became closer friends. And to this day, we, we still text uh, off and on a couple times a month. Pretty cool, you know, uh, become, you know, being rivalries one year, then the next year would be in, uh, you know, playing for the same calls, you know, it was, it was really cool. And then Honestly, I think Chase tearing his ACL my our senior year or my senior year. It was his junior year uh, in college. I think that was the only reason why we didn't win the national championship while we were in college is because he tore his ACL against Camelsville, ironically. And I think ultimately that was the reason why we, we made it to the Final Four of the national championship tournament. But uh, I think we could have maybe potentially won it if he had been on the floor because he would have spread the floor out more and, and could knock down a few more threes than we did that game so but it was really cool playing with chase cox so he's good good dude so darren i got a random question for you you're probably not gonna be expecting this one we was told from someone that was in this class with you do you remember being forrest gump in a class with mr relford's class your senior year i i do remember that yeah i was forrest gump i'm not sure why i was chosen to be forrest gump but i yeah i was definitely i'm not going to deny that i was forrest gump i like to think that i'm a little bit smarter than him but but uh <laughs> but yeah yeah I was, I was definitely forced gump in high school yeah i was made aware of this about 10 minutes before you came on uh <laughs> i'm not gonna name the person who mentioned it but i think he was also in this group with you it it's Seth, it's one. Lindsay. Lindsay, uh, Lindsay corbin it used to be Lindsay corbin, Lindsay corbin. oh yeah. okay I, I didn't realize she was in that class yeah yeah that makes sense yeah yeah i, I hate that she remembers that scene because i remember i was running down uh <laughs> Running down that straight stretch behind the gym at the high school in a, in a camouflage coat, and uh, I was running from something. I can't. Remember. I guess it was the 
Yeah, I don't know what I was doing, but I remember doing that scene, though. And I'm pretty sure, ask Lindsay if this is true, but I'm pretty sure we end up losing that that film, and we, we couldn't even – it's a wonder we even passed the class because we couldn't find the film, like, after we filmed it. Like, we couldn't find the, the disc. Oh, no. <laughs> we didn't know might that want to ask her about that. That makes it even yeah, better. That w- that's a better story than <laughs> – Yeah, so I'm not sure how we passed high school because we, we failed that <laughs> class. I'm pretty sure we failed that class, but we somehow graduated, so. She confirmed that. <laughs> She did confirm it. Good. <laughs> we we did lose the tape. What says? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I, I'm surprised I remember that, but I'm I'm glad I did. <laughs> well, Darren, just a couple more before we let you go. My one of my last. It's a two parter. Number one, how old were you before you were able to beat Anthony at one on one? And then, how old were you before you were able to beat Kyle? Oh, um, so my dad is 62. I'm 31. So. Yeah, I was probably – I don't even remember playing my dad against in 101, but um, but I'd say by the time I got six foot, I was pretty much beating him any time if I was playing <laughs> against him. Then my brother so – I'm not sure if my brother ever wanted to play against me after I got to a certain height and, <laughs> and certain age. So I don't know if that would even be a fair uh, to say that I beat him. I'd say 15, 15 year, or no, 13, 13 or 14 probably. I'd probably beat both of them. I would say, I, would say, I, don't, I don't know. Which one of the two would be the most likely to challenge you to a game right now? <laughs> I, I guess my bro- my dad's not not in any shape to play, so I guess it'd be my brother. So <laughs> okay, yeah. And honestly, I'm not sure if I'd be up to playing right now or not. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm not in the best of shape anymore either. So I have a few a uh, few more aches and pains than I used to have back when I was uh, 15 or 16. So. I think they come whether you play ball or not, honestly. Yeah, kids, I think so. Yeah, and I got kids some, bring a lot more than what you should have, too. A lot more aches and yeah. pains. Uh, I think I've aged <laughs> 10 years since my last kid, so. <laughs> I hear you. Well, I, I actually lied. I have one more question. It's actually a little, little bit more serious because most of the people that listen to this or most of the, you know, most people in general are not recruited to a Division One program like you were. What's the recruitment process like at those level of schools? Um. You know, if I I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember I used to get a mailbox full of letters weekly. And if you if you got a handwritten letter, that was a good thing. If you got like a generic letter, that was not that was nothing because I got letters from Alabama, Wisconsin, some of the bigger schools. I knew they were not interested in me, but they would send me letters anyways because I was I went to their elite camp or what whatever. Um, but if if you're getting letters from a Division One school that are handwritten by the coach, you know that they're pretty interested in you because they're not going to take the time to do that. And Division One, NCAA Division One is a little bit different just because they can't talk to you at certain times, and you're you're only allowed so many visits to that school. It, so it's a little bit more difficult because I, I think I only visited Moorhead when I went to Moorhead. I only visited there one time um, before signing my letter, but letter of intent. So yeah, that that was probably the biggest thing was uh, if you got a you know a handwritten letter or or a phone call when you come visit the campus that that was probably the biggest sign that they were interested. Gotcha. Well, that's that's I, you know that's nothing that I had ever actually thought of. So the handwritten ones, those are the ones that you need to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah, and it may be different now. I mean, heck, it could be emails now. You know, email might be more important than a handwritten letter now. They may not even send out handwritten letters. You know, uh, the way times are now. And I and I can't remember a lot about my recruitment as far as Division One schools. You know, I I know when I was a 
Campbellsville, Lindsey Wilson, Georgetown, they, you know, they all came down and personally to my games, you know, they, they came down to my games. There was a few division one schools came to my games and watched me play, but a lot of times the division one, if a division one school wanted to watch me play, they came to my practice or an open gym or something. They felt like, yeah. I, I guess that they felt like that was where I would do better. I don't, I'm not sure why they did that, but I know when Moorhead came to watch me play, they came to my, only came to my open gyms and never came to actual game to my knowledge. But Lindsey Wilson, Georgetown, Camelsville, all those schools like that, they all came to get, which they were obviously closer too. So that's probably a factor in that. And I obviously had a relationship with Coach Peck and Coach Starks at the time uh, and Lindsey Wilson. So they came to my games a lot. And at the time, I think Keith Atkins was the coach at Camelsville and Happy Osborne was the coach at, at Georgetown. So I knew all those coaches pretty well, um, just from just from them being all in the Mid South Conference, you know. So, so I think that was one of the reasons why they came to a lot of, a lot of the games. So, well, I mentioned your dad and your brother, so I have to mention your sister also. Of course, we're good friends. With, I actually officiated DJ's wedding, so I guess I could say <laughs> we're we're pretty good friends. I should I should probably mention her as well. So you saw you saw my dad trip over the you saw my dad trip at the wedding, right? No, I didn't know your dad tripped at the wedding. Yeah, no, he I he didn't. walked he walked DJ down the aisle and he tripped over something and about fell down. I, I didn't oh. know if you saw that or not. No, I <laughs> I was standing right there and I <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't even notice. I was so nervous yeah, that no, I was I, gonna. She made it specific that I was supposed to say Delina instead of DJ throughout the wedding. So I was so nervous of saying Delina instead of DJ that I probably just didn't notice that. <laughs> I would just say DJ, man. I, I I'm not sure if I know even how to spell Delina because I never called her <laughs> Delina either. So she was um, she she wanted me to make sure that I that I did that. I asked specifically, but she did. She was pretty adamant yeah, about that. I'm pretty I sure she's her. given up on that. I don't, I don't think she expects anybody <laughs> to call her Delina now because nobody's ever gonna call her that. So <laughs> well, I told her it might be I might be the only officiant that's ever like got into like words with the person that they married because one time Seth flipped DJ's entire apartment upside down in college and I took the blame for it. It was all my <laughs> fault because he was my friend. And so <laughs> I took the brunt of that one, which I'm sure you've had to deal with that before in the past. Oh, yeah. So we and so Clay it can join me in saying we've all been everybody on this phone call has been attacked by DJ in some oh, way or another. One hundred percent. <laughs> Darren, uh, before we let you go, let the community and stuff know what are you doing now. Um, I currently I uh, live in Elizabethtown, and I'm married with two kids. I work at uh, Kentucky Farm Bureau. I'm an agent at Kentucky Farm Bureau Insurance. Been doing that about seven years. Shortly after college, I was an admissions counselor at Lindsey Wilson for about a year, year and a half. And then I then I, when I, I was living living in Columbia, then then I moved. I think it was around 2015. I moved to to Hardin County, so now uh, so now I'm I'm living here and I'm married to a Central Hardin alumni. So, oh, um, probably my least favorite loss in high school was my junior year against Central Hardin in the regional semifinals, and now I'm married to an alumni from there. So, and she was uh, cheering against you as hard as anybody else. I'm sure she was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not sure she had a crush on me then or not, but yeah, she was cheering against me. I'm sure. So. 
Oh, me. Well, Darren, we appreciate you coming on. And I just want to thank you because your senior year was my sophomore year. And I think, Clay, that would have been your freshman year. Yeah. So some, some of my most fond memories of high school are watching you all play basketball. And you were a huge part of that uh, with those big Taylor County rivalry games, the regional appearances, the state tournament appearances. There's not many people in Adair uh, County history that are as decorated as – you are as far as high school sports are concerned so and i got to be in high school at the time and witness it so i appreciate you thank you for that and thank you for representing their county the way you did at that time and on into college at lindsey wilson because we still you know i mean i don't know what's going on in the world of kentucky farm bureau work but i'd still claim you today if i if i could cheer for you with that i would so we appreciate you yeah. well I, I sure appreciate you having me on tonight and uh it's good talking to you all and good catching up so feel free to reach out anytime if you all want to talk again. Thank you, Darren. Right, we appreciate you. Thank you, Darren. See all you. Right. All right. All right. Take care. See you. Clay, I learned more from Darren in that 30 minutes or whatever than I think I knew. I did not know anything about him playing against DeMarcus Cousins, for one. Yeah, I had no clue about that either. and That's a great story. Oh, yeah, that's an I'm glad he told that one because that was, you know, if you'd give me a list of things that we would discover tonight, that, that probably wasn't one of them for me. Yeah, I I didn't think DeMarcus Cousins would be brought up. No, I, I definitely didn't. And for those of you keeping score at home, that is one session of bashing DJ on this show and no sessions of her getting to bash us on this show. Yeah, we won't let it happen. DJ's, <laughs> DJ's history of being on is probably over now since we have one up. She was on, wasn't she? She was, she was I think. Yeah. I was thinking about that earlier, the softball group, yeah. Yeah, so we've had DJ on. Now we've had Darren on. We'll have to call Kyle sometime. Just to say, because I can't let Kyle be outdone by his siblings. See what Kyle's been cooking or something lately. Yeah, we keep up with Kyle on Facebook. Kyle is Facebook famous, and I like it. I'm here for it. Yep, me too. But, Clay, let's go into our next segment. This next segment is brought to you by Jeffries Hardware. Jeffries is known to have what you need for your next project. Milwaukee Power Tools, Porter Paint, Rental Center, they've got it all. So go see the folks at Jeffries Hardware, the friendly hardware store. Also, Bluegrass Retrievers. They breed AKC-registered silver Labrador Retrievers. Contact Kyle Young at 270-634-8135 for more info and questions. Make sure to follow them on Facebook for updates on litters. Clay, I'm still – the verdict's still out on me contacting him to get you a dog. Dogs are really expensive. See, that's that's the – yeah, you know, dogs are expensive, and I don't – So here's what I'm thinking about doing. I'm thinking about calling Kyle and telling Kyle – that G Young will pay for it because G lives in your basement, so he's he, pretty much he does. So he he's pretty much part of your household and your family. So I think he'd pay for it. Yeah, you know, I actually may pay G back just to take it. So you know, it may be a a good deal for G. Well, I'll call G. Tell G G, you don't have to pay Clay this month or next month or any months until you get this dog from Kyle paid for. Does that work? Uh, I'm going to say no, but, you know. We... Well, I'll talk to Michaela. We'll get this worked out. But anyway, Clay, let's... <laughs> sorry, Clay. So, rivalry week. We had a great guest. We had Darren Blue on. Cardinal, he said his worst games were against Taylor County, and I, I guess that might be true for his standards, but I don't, I don't remember him having a bad game against them. I don't, and, of course, he made that, you know, the game one in three against Taylor County's junior year district championship, so, I mean, he obviously didn't have awful, you know, get bad games think, the whole game. I think he was being modest. And the matchups, I wish he'd have got into the matchups with Leonard Macon a little bit. I'm sure he wanted to be nice, but those were always a lot of fun. 
because Leonard, you could tell, was one of those guys that he was not used to people kind of being better than him. Or yeah, you know what I'm saying. And Darren kind of stuck it to him. I remember that vividly. Yeah, those were really fun matchups. You know, watching. Yeah, and take us into our matchups this week that we've got going on in Adair County basketball. See, the girls play at Warren Central. They have home against Taylor, like we talked about, at Glasgow. And the boys is a little bit different. The boys have – they start off with the Taylor County game, the rivalry, at Glasgow and home against Russellville. So, uh, three games for each, boys and girls. So, it's going to be a busy week. But hopefully, three three wins for both teams. Pack the house for the Taylor County game. So, we need to make sure we get in for – that we've had a year where we couldn't go really i'm excited for it we beat them the one time we got to play them last year because we only did one district game a piece right yes we did so, yeah this year we're back to the team back to our regular schedule so this is our chance to beat them at home this year i'm excited to see it it's gonna happen so i want to make sure i just wanted to clay i got on a soapbox there that i wanted people to show up i know it's a tuesday night and the cats are playing like probably nobody come watch it air county if you can't pull it up on on the Facebook feed, we we've watched a couple games that way already. They're doing a good job with that, but make sure that these boys get boys and girls get supported for that game because it's a big one for them. They want to show out, so be there and support them. Oh, one hundred percent. Well, this last segment is brought to you by Nobody. What we like to do here is shout out a random business if we've got some time. If you go there this week, just tell the business owner that you heard about them on the show, whether you go there all the time or not. Maybe that'll spark another interest in listeners or sponsorship opportunities, go talk to the friendly folks at whatever business that Clay is about to shout out. So, Clay, what you got for it? Today's business I'm going to shout out is a place that I sometimes go for breakfast, but a lot of times people actually will go for uh, cakes or cupcakes, but I'm going to shout out Sugar Bella's Cakery. Sugar Bella's Cakery. What is that? I get, what's, what's the difference between a cakery and a bakery? Now, that's a great question, but I do not I do not know. But I know, like, there they have lunch. You know, I think they close a little early, 2 or 3 o'clock. But so I have, I've had 10 one biscuits. I've had some other breakfast stuff that's really good. So I definitely recommend it. We always want to hear from you. If you like the show, have suggestions, or just want to give us a shout-out, we're on Twitter at Tribe 44 Podcast, Facebook, and we have the Mark Fudge text machine at 302-924-2244. Make sure you pay attention to the area code and the first three digits of that number. It's not an Adair County number. Please do not text whoever 270-blah-blah-blah-2244 is. They will be very confused. So like we said, we want to hear from you. We want to, we're still working on our top 10 list. Let us know about that. Let us know what the difference between a cakery and a bakery is. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your preferred method of podcasting to make sure you never miss any content. And, Clay, if you don't have anything, this has been the Tribe 44 Podcast, and we will talk to you all later. Let's go. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go-getter, put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street Clay, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, that's a great question, Will. I've always been a big elf guy. But, you know, for someone who doesn't like cartoons or anything like that, I've always been a big Polar Express guy as well. I really like Polar Express. What is it about Polar Express that's appealing to people? Because I find it dreadfully boring.
Really? See, I, I really like Polar Express. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> I guess that was really hateful of me. I've been I still I'm still on that Harry Potter kick dreadfully boring. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I, I'm not sure what it is, but I I've always liked Polar Express a whole lot. But yeah, if you had to ask me though, I'd probably say Elf's my number one. Elf Elf and, Elf and the Christmas story. Oh, the Christmas story. Now my mom could watch the Christmas story, which she does, watch it on repeat. All season long, you'll Those shoot your eye out. You'll shoot she watch the twenty-four hour marathon? Oh yeah, oh yeah. She's all about that life. Yeah, all up in it. Well, what's my, your what's your my, favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie. Well, I'll tell you, Clay. It is the Grinch. My favorite. It's not just my favorite Christmas movie. It might be my favorite movie, like the two thousand version. Jim Carrey, Doctor Seuss is how the Grinch stole Christmas. I took it offensively. At one point, Samantha, we all know her as this kind, sweet, loving individual. But you know as well as I do, Clay, sometimes she can cut you with her words and her actions. And Clay, as a young married couple, we had been married for probably a year, maybe maybe two. No, it wouldn't have been two. It was probably just about a year we'd been married. And so you're still kind of in that honeymoon phase. And I'm walking like I had... Not to paint a mental image for people, but I had just gotten out of the shower and had the towel wrapped around me. And I come around the corner and Samantha says, oh, my gosh, you are built just like the Grinch. That is not. <laughs> yeah, not I don't. Necessarily... Out of all the things you get out of that movie, I don't think you you look at the Grinch and think an impressive body. No, not at all. Uh, except for Martha May. I think that was her name. I think Martha, Martha May, who really was digging on the Grinch in that movie. But, yeah, no, that's not really something that you want to write home about. But now I've since come to embrace it. You can actually, when I was coaching, there's pictures of me in the paper with both my hands on my hips and my gut stuck out like the Grinch stands on Mount Crumpet. So I've embraced the Grinch life. Uh, now it's one of Dax's favorite movies. He gets he loves to uh, act like the Grinch and run around the house and say you know stuff. He likes to quote that movie. I love to quote the movie. So yeah, I think it's it's a little silly, but I think it's underrated as far as an actual Christmas movie. I love it. I love it. 